Hello, 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 and welcome back to Riding the Bench Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Jordan Bible, and as always, alongside me is Sean Ramey. Was good. And we are here to provide the weirdest and most uneducated sports takes on the teams you love, and maybe the teams you hate. We'll see. From the wood that's hard to the ice that's cold, we've got the opinions that everyone is waiting to not hear. Let's get Kraken. Is that is that a Seattle Kraken's reference? No. Okay. But I like it. I like. I do like. Let's get Kraken. Let's get Kraken. Let's get Kraken. I love. I love the pause after. From the wood that's hard. <laughs> From the wood that's hard. Uh, to the ice that's cold. <laughs> the pause. And to the field of dreams, maybe NFL field of dreams eventually. Uh, yeah, sure. But we have no, we have, we have no NFL news this week. That's the no. spoiler. Nothing's happened. So waiting for Johns Hopkins to decide where to play. Yeah, but maybe look, he's gonna go take uh, Loretta Locke's DNA. That was a really bad joke. That was an, that was Deep a, joke too. If you don't know anything about Henrietta Locke's. <laughs> Well, the thing, about the, DeAndre Hopkins. the thing about the NFL, too, is that it all happens at once. So we'll have a, a lot to talk about in about three weeks, but, mm-hmm. but nothing yet. So. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot to talk about today, though. An inch wide, but a mile deep. Mm. That's what uh, they used to call me back in the day. <laughs> inch wide, inch deep. <laughs> what a good life. <laughs> What a, okay. what a good start. Ooh, all right, yeah. All right, let's get, uh, we've, uh, as we said in uh, business associations this year, uh, we're off track. We, we are uh, off track, but it's fine. We need to get back on track. Um, it's Memorial Day weekend, so. It is. Merry Christmas. Reasons. That's one of the reasons why we're off track. Um, <laughs> but we have a lot to talk about today, about the conference finals that are still going on. Sure. And one game, one game that. One game ended, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, our predictions were wrong about um, the West. Mm-hmm. I think we both said that the Lakers would have at least one one game. Sure did. That didn't happen. Yeah, I think I said, we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, why don't you break down what we're going to go through, and then we can start on the first first thing on yeah. the agenda. So we're going to update everyone on what's happened since we last left you all, um, as far as the conference finals goes, um, and how that's been going, or not going for some people. We'll talk about uh, the Game 7 predictions, uh, Heat and Celtics. The game's tomorrow? tomorrow? Uh, Monday. Monday? It's tomorrow Monday? Tomorrow's Monday, yeah. Okay. Yep. Game's tomorrow, so n- next episode we'll know who's going to be in the conference, or the finals. Um, and then I'm going to go through my NHL top five of all time, and then Sean's going to go through the first 15 of your top 45 list. Yep, so 45 to 31. 31, 31 yep. And it's, it's a really... Good list. You put a lot of thought into this. I did. I uh, I put a lot of effort, and it's still ebbing and flowing. I might. Oh, I'll say it later. I might do a recap once in three episodes. It's mm-hmm. it's changing ever so slightly. Yeah. So it might need a recap when in the summer we're uh, we're trying to find something to to talk about. Exactly. Yeah, that dead week when nothing's happening in sports. Yep. Baseball is happening. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. That's <laughs> yeah. not much. Not much. Of, not not much of baseball. Um, but you want to start with? I guess we'll start with the conference finals updates. Sure. What? Well, uh, as uh, okay. So Nuggets swept the Lakers. Yeah, um, they did. I thought the Lakers were going to win one game. 
I was hoping they would at least win one. Yeah. I mean, it's it's wild as the one seed and the best record in the West that the Lakers were, like, the favorite to win the series. Mm-hmm. Um, it was clear that AD, AD played well, but not he he needs to be the number one option. LeBron didn't have anything in the tank. No. He, you could tell he was 38 years old. Yeah. Um, the role players, I mean, Rui and Reeves both played really well. But, uh, I mean... Malik Beasley and D'Angelo Russell were not even in the rotation. Yeah, they were they were missing in action. <clears throat> yep. So a lot of uh, a lot of talk about the off season of how to replace at least uh, D'Angelo Russell. A lot of talk of like, do they go after Kyrie, mm-hmm. or do they try to go big, get Damian Lillard? Uh, recently on his Instagram live yesterday, Damian Lillard was just chilling with friends on IG live, and he was like, "What do they want me to say? That I'm going <laughs> to the Lakers?" All right, I'll say it. And he was just trolling everybody. He was like, I'm going to the Lakers, the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, he would look really good in that jersey. No, he wouldn't. No one would look good in that jersey. You know where he'd look good in? Charlotte. Miami. Well, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But the Miami Heat. um, He would look good. He would look good. He would also look good in Philly. He would look good in... uh, in, well, I mean, it looked good anywhere. Um, I think notable quick update on all of the head coaching jobs that are vacant. Mm-hmm. Raptors still no coach. Suns still no coach. Uh, Bucks do have a coach. They're mm-hmm. gonna get the. Is it the Bucks? I think the Bucks are gonna yeah. get the Raptors assistant assistant coach. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah, I don't. Odd. I don't know enough about their assistant coach to know, but I mean. They they have a wide there's a wide pool of coaching hires. I need to double check that. It's either Yeah, you're good. <laughs> or I have it reversed where the Raptors are getting the Bucks assistant coach. I think I think it's the Bucks are getting the Raptors assistant coach. Um it makes still you think no, about still no coach for uh Philly. No, yeah, that that was an interesting fire as well. Yeah, the Bucks are getting Adrian Griffin, which is the yeah. assistant coach for um, the Raptors. Man, I think maybe we talked about it last week, or maybe we talked about it somewhere else. But teams are just way too quick to fire coaches. I don't know. I mean, just because you lose a series, but you get you look at you know, all those, especially the Bucks coach had a rough week mm-hmm. when his brother passed away, and then yeah, then he got fired. Yeah, that's not good. I would have waited a little bit longer if I was, but you know. But okay, um, another thing. Oh, also, with uh, wrapping up the uh, the series between L.A. and Denver, uh, Jamal Murray played out of his mind. He did. Um, Jokic averaged a triple-double, won Western Conference Finals player, Magic Johnson Award, mm-hmm. uh, Western Conference Finals MVP. Um, yeah, there's not too much to say. They they played super clutch. Uh, super clutch. They, they were good games, four really yeah. good games, close games, no blowouts. Uh, the end of game four came down to one play, really. Uh, and Jamal Murray, the Nuggets were up, and he stumbled and dribbled the ball off his leg. It kind of fell, and it was ruled Denver ball. And the NBA reviewed it and came out saying that that should have been L.A.'s ball. Um, and there's a lot of heat because the one who made that call uh, was NBA referee Eric Lewis, who is currently under investigation by the NBA one for having an NBA burner account where he would comment and, and talk to people about he would he would anybody questioning the refs or make fun of the refs he would use his burner account to kind of like attack them um, 
referee Eric Lewis is a known diehard Celtics fan, so there's a lot of concern yeah. that he was uh, doing everything he can to get the Lakers out of the playoffs. Um, and then, you know, he got shifted over to uh, the East, and then the Celtics started doing good. Um, but it, that, the, like we'll talk about that later. But, yeah, just, just something to note um, that, yeah, NBA ref being uh, – being investigated hasn't happened in a while. It's very interesting. He's 19 seasons in the NBA. He's he's refed over 1,100 games, 82 playoff games, uh, and he's extremely. He's the ESPN report has him as one of the most highly rated referees in the NBA. Hmm. I, yeah, I, I think a lot of in a lot of sports, a lot of refs kind of have favorites. Yeah, it, it, it's a hard job because you are making split second decisions and you kind of have to go with your gut. But, I, but at the same time, having an alleged burner account is pretty bad. Yeah, that's like you can't do that. Um, but <laughs> I know the burner account obviously didn't have his name on it, mm-hmm. but the email it was signed up for was his no. personal email. Yeah, <laughs> that'll do it. See, um, it, it 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 costs zero dollars to make a new email. You know, yeah. So you should have just done that. Yeah, and then I I saw a post with a bunch of his tweets. Almost all of his tweets ended with "Get the f out of here." <laughs> Almost all of them ended with that. I I hope that like I know this is not how the investigation started, but I hope that he said that on the court and the player was like, <laughs> uh, "Wait a minute, <laughs> I know who says that." This guy that's been trolling me for years on Twitter. I know this guy. <laughs> um, okay, I mean, not much to say. Nuggets. Uh, are the best team in the NBA right now. They've been the best team in the NBA since the start of yeah. the playoffs, really. And I, I guess with, with the Celtics being the second best team. Yeah. And when we get to that, we talk about the East. Why as well? Let's just talk about it. Yeah. Why don't you share the news? Last week when we had the pod, uh, we were heading back to Miami to Game 3. Miami was up 2-0. Yes. Um, and now we're going to a game seven. Now we're going to a game seven. <laughs> Miami won first game in Miami two. They're up three zero, uh, and then uh, Celtics went to according to Marcus Smart, mm-hmm. Celtics went to Top Golf in Miami mm-hmm. with no coaches. It was just the players, and had a real heart to heart at Top Golf. Oh, I've also um, had a real heart to heart at Top Golf. True, true, true. Um, and then they won game four, they won game five, and then last night at the buzzer, um, they won game six. Uh, there's so much to break down here. Um, what do you, why don't you go first? Opinions about the Celtics comeback. And then uh, I will share mine. This is kind of what was supposed to happen, like in reverse. I feel like the Celtics were supposed to win three games. Yeah, in the I beginning, mean, you know, and like not let Miami get up this high. La- last week, I was saying I can't yeah. believe the Celtics are down 0-2 because they're so much better. Like yeah. watching Game Three and watching the Celtics team, mm-hmm. they're they're like like nine, ten players. They're like nine players deep. Yeah, and the Heat are not. The Heat have two players in Bam and Jimmy, mm-hmm. and then they have a host of undrafted role players who sometimes show up, sometimes don't, and usually make up about three players. Yeah. You know, this could be Duncan Robinson, this yeah. could be um, Struess, Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would put Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry started the, the series so well and then dropped off a cliff. He played yeah. decently last night, but 
games five and six, was, I mean games four and five, he was gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, if I recall, I said that with Miami up two zero, I gave them a fifty two percent chance of winning the series. So I'd just like to say it's it's on record, even up two zero heading back to Miami, I. I gave the Celtics a 48% chance of winning yeah. the series. And if they do, they'd be the first team to come back. From they, a... they would be. In, in all, like the mismatch, the NBA ringer, ESPN, no dunks, they're all saying, you know, if anyone's ever going to come back from 3-0, it's this situation where the lower seed that doesn't have home court advantage, you know, was playing out of their mind to start with, which they weren't. It was just Boston. Was it was doing Boston <laughs> things. like. Yeah. Like if you go back to the Philly series, mm-hmm. I'm like, and and the Atlanta series. Yeah. If you go back to what I said about both those series, mm-hmm. it's a Boston's the better team. They just sometimes throw the game away. Yeah, and we saw that. That's that's the reason Atlanta won two games. That's the reason Philly won a couple games. Yeah, it's because Boston plays great and then throws it away, and that's what they did the first three yeah. games of of this conference finals. The difference with games four, five, and six is, well, six is different. But with four and five, they were dominant from the start to finish. And if Boston can do that, they're so superior, both offensively and defensively, that it's it's, it's a cakewalk. Yeah. And Jimmy hasn't shown up. Jimmy, okay, Jimmy's playing great. No, Jimmy's playing good. He averaged 37 points per game yeah, that's, in the that's... first first round, 25 in second round, 25 in this third round. Yesterday, I can't. Though. Yeah, he had, he had like twenty eight last night and a near triple yeah. double, but he yeah. he shot awful. Yeah. Um. I I, I'm sorry. I cut you no, off. Yeah. Yeah. Just I just keep replaying the last minute of that game last night. It was just insane. Yeah. So the Celtics led the whole game up until like two minutes left, and it was there with four minutes left. They're up by eleven. Two minutes. Miami came on a run. Duncan Robinson hit a three. The issue were the Celtics kept fouling. Like, they were in the penalty early in the third and early in the fourth. So the Heat, this was an awful game to watch. The Heat took a ton (laughs) of free throws. But, you know, there was an 11-point lead. Duncan Robinson hits a three. Jimmy got a bunch of uh, free throws. Bam got a couple free throws. The Celtics were going cold. Nobody on them could hit anything. Uh, Marcus Smart played really well. Mm -hmm. Um... Then you had Jimmy had a putback uh, layup, uh, Bam had a putback layup, and now you've got a two-point game, Celtics up. Well, then Jimmy gets fouled on a three-pointer, hits all three uh, with three seconds to go. <laughs> so it was it was the, the foul. Okay, so they did the replay because they were looking to see if his feet were on the line, and they weren't, so it was three free throws. Yeah. But the foul occurred mm-hmm. with 2.7 seconds yeah. left. Yeah. So there should have been 2.7 seconds left in the game, but they, they rounded it up to three. Yeah. Okay, so Jimmy hits all three, heater up by one. We had They call a timeout. They head back down the court. Mm-hmm. You've got Derek White taking the ball out, and it's, it's a screen... It's an up screen, double screen up to uh, Marcus Smart. Yeah. Derek White inbounds the game to Marcus Smart. He takes one dribble and shoots a fading to his left three-pointer Yeah. with three seconds left. The ball hits the side of the rim. Mm-hmm. A bunch of the Heat players start celebrating. 
Max Struess has not boxed out Derek White, who is the inbounder. The second Derek White passed yeah. the ball to Marcus Martin, made a Derek White made a beeline to the basket. Yeah. He ran right by Struess. Struess didn't box him out at all. The Heat didn't no one covered for Struess. Mm. So the ball hits the left side of the rim, bounces, falls to the left. Derek White jumps up, taps it against the glass, and with one second left in the game, it goes in. Yeah. A, a li- he he touched the ball with point two left. Right, and so if if it was a full three or if it was two point seven instead of three when they inbounded, it wouldn't have counted. counted. Like and, that's and, and the series would have been over. The series would have been over. <laughs> like what like. And they, they looked at the replay a thousand times. I don't know why. He was fouled at 2.7, so yeah. you call it then. Yeah. And he was in it. It wasn't like, oh, maybe he was gathering. No. One, you call it at the foul, and two, he was motioning up to shoot the yeah. ball when he was fouled. Yeah. That was a really bad call. Um, <laughs> it, and, and it's just like, why did you round it up to three? And that .3 seconds... Mm-hmm was literally the time frame that it took White to yeah. touch the ball and tap it into the hoop. Yeah. And it's just like, I would just like to say, the Heat, this was a huge win of a season, huge win of a playoff. They're the eighth seed to make it to the conference mm-hmm. finals. Um, they're up 3-0 against, you know, the second best team in the East. They beat the best team in the East. That was the number one ranked team in the NBA. Yeah. Um, and, like... The the heat didn't really change. Jimmy didn't play as well. I mean, but he's averaging twenty five. Yeah. Bam. The issue is, I said the key is Bam. Bam played amazing first three games and then dropped off a cliff. Bam has, he's not looking at the basket. He's he's Ben Simmons. I said he was the key. He is the key. The role players have been playing good the entire time. Yeah, they've been going off. You know. Struce, Duncan, mm-hmm. Martin. Um, their point guard. He had twenty nine in game three. Um. I'm, well, I feel so bad. Well, it, it's just impressive that, it, you know, I, I I saw there was a post circulating about, you know, the Heat and everyone when they were drafted, and most of them undrafted, most of them older. Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent, yeah. And just, like you said, comparing that to, like, the Celtics roster when those <laughs> players got drafted. Mm-hmm. It's like night and day. And, and the difference is the, the Celtics, Brown and Tatum and Mart, Mart, Brown, Tatum, Smart, they're finishing games. Yeah. They're they're playing good all four half all halves. Both halves, all four quarters. Mm-hmm. And the Heat, like, it's even crazy, like Tyler Hero is still out, and so is uh obviously Victor Oladipo is out. Mm-hmm. Um it is notable that in game five, Malcolm Brogdon hurt himself. Yeah. So he's been out these past two games. Um, Progden will probably not play Game Seven. That's Monday yeah. in Boston. Um, so it's still a dub. But as a Heat fan, obviously, I want them. I wanted them go, to go to the finals. My emotions. It was an awful game to watch, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Low scoring, free throws. Yeah. I was furious last night. Yeah, you were not in a good spot last night. No, last no, night. I was not happy. <laughs> um, however, in the long run, oh, I'd like to say Kevin Love not playing well anymore as well. He's kind of been benched. Um, in the long run, I want the Heat to win a championship, and I truly do not believe this squad, fully healthy, can win a championship. No. I think if they want to win a championship, they need a new one, new number one, 
And Jimmy can be a 1B. However, I don't think Jimmy can be a 1A. Hmm. And it showed because he always gets too tired. It showed against the Lakers. It showed this year. Lakers back in 2020. Um, Bam is not good enough to be a number two Mm-mm. because he just doesn't have the number two mentality. Right. He's too much a facilitator. He wants to focus on defense as well. I think you need that number one. Jimmy can be a number two or a number one B, but you still need that number one A. But the that one piece, I think, would put them over. Yeah. If I they mean, can, if they can get someone or like someone to share, it doesn't need to be an alpha alpha. It doesn't need to be. I would love Damian Lillard. Yeah. I would love a Joel Embiid. However, it doesn't need to be an alpha alpha. It can be I, a Bradley Beal. I think. You Dame, know, it can be yeah. someone of that caliber. I think Dame would fit in really well. I think I Dame don't know would too. That, I don't even know what pieces they would need to move to make that happen. I think Dame would fit in. I think uh, Joel would fit in. The the thing is. Bam's going to fit with anybody. You know, yeah. maybe they have to trade Bam. I don't want that to happen. I think Bam could be a great power forward. Oh, yeah. He he would have to focus on stretching more, like stretching his uh, offensive game to maybe a deep two or even a, a corner three. Yeah. But his, his, his defense, both interior and exterior defense, is so phenomenal, and he's such a, a good playmaker at the post mm-hmm. position. He'll slot next to Joel, no problem. Yeah. Um, and Jimmy, we know works with Joel Embiid. I think if Jimmy respects whoever they bring in, there'll be no issues. Yeah. So if you like bring in a, a Damian Lillard or like a Bradley Beal, who are experts who don't need, they can have the ball, but they can be catch and shoot guides as mm-hmm. well. Like, I think you can really bring in anybody on this Heat roster as long as they're willing to work hard well, and work with Eric Spolstra. Yeah, I was, was going to bring up uh, Spo too because they it helps when you have great coaching too. Yeah, and I, I think. Obviously, the players are playing well out of their minds, but they would not have made it this far if it wasn't for yeah. a great coaching either. Because if you have a terrible coach and mm-hmm. terrible team chemistry, it doesn't matter how good you play, you're not yeah. going to make it. So, And I think uh, Cody Zeller playing well, too. I mm-hmm. think this... I, I hope, because last game, last night, Gabe Vin- they were running the offense with Gabe Vincent. Yeah. And he just doesn't get the calls of a superstar. Like, when they needed a bucket, Gabe was going in to try to get a foul... And yeah. granted, I I think this is the greatest defense I've ever seen, hmm. the Boston Celtics. I was looking, I was watching their obviously their defense and sets and who they had out there. One, Derek White played the best perimeter defense I've ever seen in my life. Hmm. Holy crap! But you had Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, both of them who could be all NBA defense. Derek White, he was all NBA defense. Yeah. Then you had Al Horford, who has been all NBA defense, being replaced by Time Lord who could have been defensive player of the last year, last yeah. year. And then you also had Marcus Smart, who was, yes, last year's defensive player of the year. Just the... They have insane. Play, yeah. Insane. <laughs> but that makes it even crazier that the Heat went up three. Yeah, that <laughs> does. Like, it, okay, like, and, and Miami also really good on D, but just not the same caliber. Yeah. Like, it's just not. This entire series has not gone... Either way that we thought it would go. No. <laughs> like, this is the least that we expect. We didn't expect the Heat no. to make it this far. But we didn't expect Boston to, yeah. This this hurts, and it was, I thought the game, I didn't see the putback. So I thought the Heat won. Yeah. So I lost it <laughs> when Marcus Smart missed the shot. Yeah. And then I could hear my laptop. People were saying, oh, no, Celtics won. And I, I was, like, devastated. But, yeah. like, I need Pat Riley and Eric Spolcher to be like, we're still not there. Yeah. 
And I was like, okay, even if we make the finals, what if they're like, wow, we clearly have enough to win the finals. I can tell you if they get blown out on Monday, which is what I think is going to happen, I think Miami gets blown out tomorrow. Hmm. I think for sure they're like, we need more help. Yeah. I, I There's no circumstance I see, unless someone gets injured like Tatum or Brown, yeah. I, I do not see Boston losing that game. I, I, I think it's going to be a blowout. I a double digit lead. Maybe mm. it doesn't end at double digits. Sorry to no, you're interrupt. Good, you're good. I think like either the end scores like a, a twenty point lead or Spolstra calls it with a twenty point lead in the bench, you know, brings it within fifteen or whatever, but it means nothing. Yeah. It's garbage time. I think it's a double digit lead win by uh by uh Boston because honestly, Boston has a better team than they did last year. Mm-hmm. Miami has a worse team than they did last year. Yeah. And last year, the game seven for the finals was played in Miami. Yeah. So I don't. I there's not a single. And Miami is more hurt than Boston. Boston doesn't have Malcolm Brogdon. Miami doesn't have Tyler Hero or Victor Oladipo. Oladipo not so much as important. But Miami Hero though missing their third best player. <laughs> Malcolm Brogdon was def, was uh, six man of the year. However, he's not a top three player for. Uh, for Boston right now, he's he's arguably not even a top five player for Boston right yeah. now. I I do think that Boston wins, unfortunately. And then I then I think we should go into our finals predictions. Yeah, um, I'm, my, my my prediction for Game Seven is a little different than yours. I think Boston wins, but I think it's close until the fourth quarter. Mm. I think they pull out. Uh, something happens, foul trouble. I don't know, but. Somehow Boston pulls ahead in the last few minutes and still wins by 15. But so, it, it's close up until then. Jimmy has he, Jimmy was playing good but not fantastic first three games, and then he mm-hmm. has not been playing well at all. No. And the fact that Miami's been able to survive has told me that even if Jimmy gets in foul trouble, yeah. Miami can still hang with Boston offensively. Yeah. Because like the the maturity of Max Struess, Gabe Vincent. Um, Duncan Robinson, Kyle Lowry, Kevin Love, the maturity of those guys, even Cody Zeller, to not try to step out of their lane Mm -hmm. and also read the feeling of the arena. Okay, if I need to go in and cut, I will. Like Duncan Robinson, a three-point specialist, doesn't really do anything else. The Heat couldn't get an outside shot going. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kyle Lowry got stuck, who picked up his dribble, who came into the game and would one play do something amazing, like... Like, do a defensive stop, and then the next play he would get the ball, drive under the basket, pick it up, and just be stuck under the basket and unable to shoot. But, like, he was stuck there. Duncan Robinson was smart enough to drive to the basket and just get the easy dump-off pass and lay it in. Like, so this, this, the IQ... Glad that that's on the... (laughs) That's fine. It happens. Um, But, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I think... To, um, yeah, and one of the things we thought maybe the Lakers would pull it off is that now teams are 150 and 0 uh, when they're down, when they're down three, no one's ever come back from down three. Uh, so Boston will be the first team to do it. I don't know if I didn't see this coming, but Miami had plenty of opportunities to put this game away. Put the series away, especially last night. Um, 
and it just didn't happen. I also thought that that putback was... I saw the putback happen live, but I thought it was... The timing wasn't right, and I thought it you know, wouldn't have counted. But, nonetheless, I think we both agree that it'll be Boston Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Um, with Nuggets winning. Yep, I, I have Denver winning. I have Jokic being finals MVP. Um, I think... Oh, yeah, by the way, I think... I think Tatum's going to be Eastern Conference Finals yeah. MVP of winning the Larry Bird yeah. Trophy. Um, I think uh, the finals go six or seven games. Hmm. Um, I think six. I think I think six games. I think five. Five, Denver? Dang. Um, I mean, both teams are so well put together. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just worried about Boston doing Boston things. Well, I mean, we can't really compare to the Western Conference Finals because the Lakers got swept. So right. it's like, okay, who put up the biggest issue with Denver? And that's the Suns, who won two games. Um, but Jokic dominated Aiton. There's not too much yeah. to say. Jokic has not seen a backcourt like Time Lord and yeah. Al Horford. It'll be, it'll be interesting matchups for sure, mm-hmm. too. Uh, and I think also if it's Heat, Nuggets, it's Nuggets again. Yeah, that's a sweep. <laughs> so, I'll tell so, you, that's going to be a sweep. So I just feel like... Um, yeah, the mir- if the mir- miraculous happens and Miami wins Game 7, which I don't <laughs> see that happening. I don't even know what percent to give it. I think Miami gets swept. Can I also say, there are so many people who consider themselves NBA experts who, mm-hmm. when the Heat were up 3-0... Saying, "Oh yeah, the Heat are basically in the finals," and like like guys who claim who who are paid to give their takes on the NBA saying it's over. Yeah. No, it's not. It's like like it's not that crazy that this situation would would produce a comeback. Yeah, like this. Like I've been saying this whole time. No, yeah, they're up three zero, but it's not over. And then the same people when they're up 3-1 were still saying, no, Boston has no chance. What are you talking about? This is yeah. Boston is clearly the better team. Like, they're so far the better team. Like, how is it, oh, clearly there's no way Boston can, can come back. You're like, you're an NBA expert? You're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I think I think people are really close to... People are, are infatuated with Jimmy Butler, and they think he's like a top five NBA player, and he's not. Yeah. He goes crazy one series in the playoffs yeah. a year. One. And that series carries his reputation to the Hall of Fame. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, it's in, he 37 against the Bucks. He played insane against the Bucks. He, he played, you know, really good against the Knicks, but just about where you'd think at 25 a game. And then same with Boston. And he really hasn't had a shot, but he was yeah. getting in and... And, and facilitating and getting rebounds like he's he's playing where he should be but like he's not I don't know I I don't I'm I'm a Heat fan I'm not like a Jimmy Butler fan I, I like him and I'm glad he's on the Heat and he's obviously the Heat's best player but you know I'm not he's not a god no and you know? he's also not the son of Michael Jordan either true um I, I did some research on that and the dates don't line up at all so I kind of wish it, it was you know, like in my ideal Dang. world, he would have gone off and kept going off, and then it comes out like Jimmy Butler wins Finals MVP. Michael Jordan comes from the rafters, 
dropping down and saying, son, I'm proud of you. And then that's how the season would end. Yeah. That's not what happened. I will say, and this is obvious, but for the finals, you know, Boston in Denver, the key, this is obvious, the key is Jokic, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jamal Murray is going to be neutral, maybe 20 points a game, because he's going to face the best collection of wing defenders in the NBA, the best collection of wing defenders in the past decade, honestly, mm-hmm. between, you know, Tatum, Brown, Brogdon, Smart, and White. Um, so, I don't know how Denver is going to slow down Tatum and Brown, mm-hmm. um, but we've shown that the Celtics can self-implode, and something that Denver has shown this year is that they are extremely mature and yeah. not too self imploding Um, and it's just like can the bigs of the Celtics slow down Jokic because as good as the wing defenders of the Celtics are if Jokic is the maestro Mm -hmm. he can pick apart any defense it it doesn't matter how good your defense is yeah he He can pick it apart he's that good he's insane Mm -hmm. he's playing out of his mind so if if they can't figure out how to contain Jokic um I still think it's six or seven games, but I think that's that's how the Nuggets pull it, get the get the chip, um, and you know maybe a little X factor is uh, Michael Porter Jr. If he okay. if he can be hot, if yeah. he can stretch that defense, and importantly, if he cannot be a negative on the defensive side, mm-hmm. if he's not targeted like he was in the bubble, like he was last year, mm-hmm. he's been middle. He's had stretches where he's atrocious on defense these playoffs and stretches where he's fine yeah and if he can be fine then he's fine but he i think it was like in his career maybe maybe it was the season in the season he had four games where he had two or more yeah this season he had four games where he had two or more assists and he had 25 games where he had no assists yeah that sounds about right that's insane <laughs> i mean he wants to take every shot he's he like, does me. but i mean if he's cooking he yeah. He takes this Denver team to another level. Um, and I guess maybe we can talk about this if we get to it, but I, as far as Boston goes, if they don't win the chip this year, I guess they have some thinking to do about their... They do, but I mean, honestly, if they don't win the chip this year, they're right there. Like, it's some yeah. some some tweaks here right. and there, but like, they're... They're right they're really there. Good. I mean, they're so close. They're, you know, with with MJ and with LeBron, these other teams that were so close to this championship, mm-hmm. the Jazz or um, even, you know, the, I guess the Golden State Warriors. But when you have these teams that are so close and you know who you're going to be going against, mm-hmm. you know Denver's going to be good again. You you know the Suns are going to be really good. You can go out and you can find someone for a specific player on a team you feel very confident you'll see again in the playoffs. You can go out and get your Jordan stopper. It never worked, but you can go out and try to get your LeBron stopper, your Giannis stopper. Like they can, the the Nuggets can be like, let's go out and just get someone. So if we find, like, because if they see the Suns, they've got perimeter defenders. Mm-hmm. You know. 
but I don't know. Boston's so close. The only thing I'd really say Boston would need, I guess, is a low post score because Al Horford's not doing it and Time Lord's not going to... He's just an athletic big. So they would need someone who could score down low, but that's really it. I mean, I, I think that's what splits, what makes it interesting, too, is they would... I like when teams have to make small adjustments because it's mm-hmm. like, like, what could they do? And sometimes they find help in the most unexpected places, too. So. And, and honestly, you've got so many wing defenders, I think you could give up like a Brogdon... Mm-hmm. and a Marcus Smart, or, like, give up one for to compensate for, for a little bit of scoring down low yeah. or, or something like that. If, if anyone has the assets deep enough to make a, some kind of move, some kind of trade, it's Boston. Because, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. you know, like, they, they could get rid of a few people. Also depends on what they... Sorry, I'm so sorry. You're good. You're good. I, I was just going to say, it, it just depends on, like, how much how big of a move they want to make. and So... Yeah, and our, like after the season, you know, if they win the championship, obviously the answer is yes. But like, they don't win the championship. Mm-hmm. Okay, they don't go to the finals. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I mean, that could be a possibility. What maybe. do you do with Joe Missoula? Does he become the actual head coach? I don't know. I mean, I'm a little worried about him. He's a little young. He is young. I'm, I'm honestly not too impressed by him, but he, he. You know, when they were losing, when they were down 0-2, 0-3, he was like, yeah, it's on me. I didn't I didn't have the guys ready. I'll give him props for that. Yeah, I mean... There are a lot of coaches who don't have the balls to say that. No. Talk Rivers! Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> but it just goes to show, like you're saying, like, the Celtics players went to top golf without the coaches. Yeah. So I'm not trying to look in the drama where there's not, but I'm just saying, the, like... The real coaches is... is uh, Al Horford and Marcus Smart. That's the real coach of the Boston yeah. Celtics. I mean, and, and you need players who are willing to do that, but you also need actual leadership. Mm-hmm. I think that's the big thing. But uh, Missoula's a young guy. I think, isn't he young? He's younger. Yeah, he's 34. He's oh, younger yeah. than Al Horford. He's only like six years older than this. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> and he's uh, almost coaching a team to the finals. Unless uh, That's insane. Unless uh, the Heat have something to say about it tomorrow. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, we'll see. I, I can't wait until this time next week when we're talking about um, Heat Nuggets. <laughs> no way. I mean, stranger things have happened this playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, stranger things have happened. But. So that's the NBA currently. Want to talk about some NHL? Let's talk about some NHL. Right. Um, so speaking of sweeps... Um, the Florida Panthers swept the Hurricanes. I saw that. That's a bummer. I was hoping that series would be more. Yeah, and the the Hurricanes are really good too. They just were not playing well. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact too that Florida, um, the Panthers are also a wild card. So like, there's like a play in. It's kind of similar to the to NBA, and they were they're basically like the Heat of this playoffs. Mm-hmm. No one expected them to make it this far, and they just did. So. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a game... Something in the water in Florida. Yeah, there's something with, uh, with all that. I think Florida, the Panthers are actually in Miami, too. Oh, really? So, yeah. It's like something in Miami is just cocaine, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, so, hopefully, whatever the Florida Panthers are, are drinking, they can give to the Heat. Um, <laughs> hopefully. But there's also a game six tomorrow between the Stars and the Knights. The Knights are up 3-2. Uh, 
Similar as well, the Stars are not looking super hot. They were down 3-0. We watched the uh, Game 5, didn't we? Mm-hmm. We watched Game 5. Game 4, I believe, um, was the infamous Dallas food fight where the fans threw a bunch of food on the ice and beer and they had to take the players off the ice. Smart. Love that. Really good. Sanitary. Yeah, I love Dallas fans. Um, but um, <laughs> Who doesn't? I, I feel like Vegas wins tomorrow. I mean, I think they're they're the better team. They're the better team. Uh, they have the deeper roster. They've had they've dominated um, up to this point. They're just kind of letting some games go by. Uh, but so far, there's been I think I read the stat where I think four or five of these games in the conference finals went overtime this mm-hmm. year, which is like the most of any time. So this just goes to show how close any of those could have been. Um, hockey's an interesting and crazy sport. Uh, but my prediction is it's going to be Vegas Panthers, and then we'll talk about who wins next week. Okay. What you don't think? What if it goes Game Seven? If it goes Game Seven, I, I think regardless, Vegas wins. Okay. Uh, Dallas is just not a complete team right now, mm-hmm. um, and their their backs are against the wall. They're they're very much in the. I mean, they could come back much like the Celtics are, but but this is in Dallas, isn't it? It's in Dallas. But I, I think Vegas is just a deeper team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vegas is a deeper team, and I think also... How consistent how, is Vegas? They've been pretty consistent. Uh, like So the first series, um, they beat the Jets 4-1. Next series, they beat the Oilers 4-2. So they're pretty, like, pretty on top of it. They haven't let things go this far mm-hmm. yet. Um, and so I just think they kind of dig deep into the reserves and... And if any team deserves it, who's left? Uh, I, I would say some other teams deserve a, a playoff run. But uh, if any, of all the teams that are left, I think uh, the Knights deserve it the most. They've never won uh, the Stanley Cup. Mm. They're also newer, too. Yeah, I know they are a bit newer. This is also the first uh, Stanley Cup appearance since uh, 96 for the Florida Panthers. I, uh, 28, 27 years. I'm, I'm voting for the Panthers. I oh, uh, I just I just don't like the Knights. I couldn't tell you why. I just don't really like them. Yeah, I, I'm I'm just pulling for the Western Conference because the Pirates are in the West. See, I'm all my NBA teams that I like for the most part in the East. So yeah. I'm prejudiced for the, the East. East. It's just weird. I know, like the Preds are in the West, but we're very much an Eastern-ish yeah. state, and then the Grizzlies are in the West. But yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It is weird. Um, I think the Nashville Sounds are in like the West. I don't know why they just decide we're. Anyway, whoever runs that needs to get fired, but it's fine. Memphis might be going over to uh, the East, right? And uh, they bring on two more teams for the NBA. I, I felt that would happen. I mean, I thought that makes sense too. And I, I guess if that happens, we can talk about how. Um, well, the Grizzlies were not fine in the West. Yeah. Not fine. But, may, but may, maybe they'll be fine in the East. Yeah. Well, I mean, he didn't say I'm, I'm fine in the NBA. No. So Jaw is clearly afraid of some Eastern teams. Yeah. Celtics. Bucks. Charlotte. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're terrified of Charlotte. There's no telling what they're going to do. But, all right. What's, uh, what's next on the agenda? Oh, my top five NHL players of all time. Let's do it. Okay. So, uh, this is an interesting list. Did a lot of research. I'd say, um, how did you assess the players in, like, are you starting at five or one? I will start at five. Okay. Um, 
Ellie pull this up while I'm talking. Um, yeah, so I'm obviously stats are really important, but another thing that's really important to me is how they impacted the game mm-hmm. um, and how they kind of inspired other other players to kind of follow in their footsteps. Um, so I kind of looked at obviously, um, well, there there were different eras in. NHL as well, where scoring was more prevalent. Now it's not as prevalent, mm-hmm. just because of some rule changes. So, much like the NBA, when you're trying to compare grades, like you know, stats before the three-point line, stats before, I mean, the line existed, but people were not taking shots at Curry. So it's hard to compare. Mm-hmm. But um, I kind of looked at stats and also their cultural impact. Um, so then we're gonna start at five. These are a lot of hard names to pronounce. So. If you're <laughs> Uh, number five is Maurice Richard. Uh, he was really difficult. Maurice name Richard. It gets it gets more difficult. Um, so he was he's number five, or he's at least in the top five. Can he's, you just break down like when he played and like yeah. his dominant team he played for? Um, sure. So he played for the Canadians, Montreal Canadiens. Okay. Uh, from forty two to sixty. Jeez. Yeah. Um, there's someone later on who played forty two. Oh, you're really bringing it back. Yeah, they're really bringing it back. Um, so he played for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. Um, he was an eight-time Stanley Cup winner, 14-time All-Star, um, and he was a member of the NHL 100th anniversary team as well. Um, played 978 games and scored 966 points. Dang. Um, really close to 1,000, but he's on this list. A lot of players have those stats, um, but he's the first player ever to score over 50 points in the season oh really mm-hmm. so he, he kind of has that he was, so he was like the goat for a long time yeah he was um he was the original goat he was the original goat and he he did that in 1944 it was the first year someone's ever scored uh, so that was just his second season mm-hmm. dang yeah so that's kind of crazy um i guess third season when he retired um his uh that record stayed for a long time it has since been changed. We'll get to that. Destroyed. But, but I mean, it lasted for a long time uh, and was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1961. Uh, number four, Mario Lemieux, um, a more recent player. Uh, he played from '84 to '06. Oh wow! Well, one thing about these NHL players is they play for a long time, <laughs> really long. Um, he played for uh, Pittsburgh the whole time. 84 to 06. Yeah, that's wild. Um, played 915 games, uh, scored uh, 1,700 points in his career. Um, 723. Yeah. Um, so he's he's really good, too. Uh, he's probably one of the greatest goal scorers of all time. I hope so. He's on your top five of all time. But <laughs> he owns four of the... Um, so there's like a list of like the the 17 highest single season scores. Mm-hmm. He owns four of those. <laughs> um, so Wayne Gretzky is the only one who has ever tallied over 69 points on four other occasions. So he's up there right with Wayne Gretzky. With Wayne Gretzky. Um, the the only thing is he um, Maurice or not Maurice sorry Mario um, he won the cup twice. Um, which is still pretty impressive, but... Mm-hmm. How many times did the first guy win a cup? Eight. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... But, and... That guy's fifth because he didn't score as much as this guy. But, I mean, he's kind of a pioneer as far as scoring goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have Maurice, five. Mario, four. Uh, third is the legendary Bobby Orr. At number three. Number three, Bobby, Bobby Orr. Bobby Orr. Um, and 
he was famous for his 1970 leaping celebration for the Stanley Cup. Um, I'll have to show you a picture in a little bit. It's kind of, <laughs> kind of a little crazy. Um, but he played from 66 to 79, so a little bit of a shorter okay, career. Okay, a little bit of a shorter career. Um, most of those were in Boston. Mm. Um, he was a Bruin, eh? Yeah, uh, he was a Bruin, and he went to the Blackhawks for the last two years of his career. Mm. Um, so he scored 915 points uh, over only playing 650 games, which is kind of crazy. Oh, wow, that is crazy. Um, and so he um, he scored eight straight Norris trophies. Um, and the Norris trophies is like the defensive player of the year. Mm. Um, the, I would love to do a deep dive into... Eight like, straight? Yeah. Dang. I would, love it, I would love to do a deep dive into uh, how voting happens in hockey because mm-hmm. there's a lot of repeat winners. Like, there's no voter fatigue for some reason. People can win eight straight, whatever, mm, which is ridiculous. Interesting. interesting. That will never happen in the NBA. No. Nope. People will get super upset. Yep. And it, it might not even happen in modern NHL because social media people will be kind of bored. Mm-hmm. So that's just something to think about. So Bobby Orr's number three. This is controversial. Number two, number Wayne two. Wayne at two? At two. That's wild. Um, Hot take. So... Wayne won four Stanley Cups, um, nine MVPs. <laughs> nine MVPs? That's, um, that's wicked. And he got most of those in a row. I think he had eight in a row and then missed one year and then got a ninth one. Mm. Eight MVPs is kind of ridiculous. Um, his, his He's just so dominant. I mean, he played from um, 78 to, to, to 99. Um he kind of moved around. He was in Toronto, That's Edmonton. That's what? 78 to 99. Mm-hmm. That is so yeah. wild. Um, and he has scored at 2,800 points. So he's he's up there. He, yeah. Uh, also, just the fact that he's played for that long, uh, 1,500 games, uh, 15-time All-Star, four-time cup winner. Uh, 14 cups. Yeah. That's like... Oh my god. Um, so that's a little crazy. But number one is Gordy Howe. Gordy Howe, number one. I um, think a lot of people would disagree with you on that. Well, I think it's. Um, it just depends. To, to put it in the context, Gordy Howe's first season was 1946. <laughs> His last season was 1980. Wow. <laughs> so, oh. uh, 34 years. Yeah, played. Um, 1700 games uh jeez he was a he's a four-time stanley cup champion uh, that's it six-time mvp yeah 21 time all-star um dude wayne Gretzky <laughs> sounds way better than this guy yeah but he just if played, wayne played that he would have like instead of 14 chips was it 14 <laughs> chips eight eight 14 eight. mvps no eight and eight eight and eight what are yeah. 14 he, well, he would have 14 if he played 34 years. Um, well, he, he invented the Gordie Howe hat trick. Oh, so three goals? No, a goal, an assist, and a fight in a single game. Ah. Which is pretty ridiculous. Um, is, that, is that your main reason why he's number one of all time? No, uh, I think just how, how long he played. Um, he... He, he, he's kind of like what LeBron wants to be. Because, hear me out, hear me out, this is a hot take. Mm. 
Um, he played long enough to play with his two sons. Oh. So, I'm okay. just saying. But, I mean, he played that long. He had uh, 22 consecutive 20-goal seasons, which is crazy. That's a, That's a record that will never be broken. Uh, no one's ever appeared in more games than him. He's played the most games. I would think that's going to stay for forever. Yeah, I think so. Um, he also played uh, six seasons in the WHA um, with the Hartford Whalers. Is that like the... Uh, it, 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 back it, in the 40s, the separate professional mm-hmm. league? Yeah, so it, it's almost like the ABA. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They eventually merged. But, okay. Yeah, it is the yeah. ABA. So I know some people might attack my list for having Cordy Howe number one, but... Uh, I think it's hard to convince anybody that it's not Wayne Gretzky, but hey. Um, yeah, that's my list. Good list. Okay. All right, I, I guess it's now my turn. Um, and so I was going to do a top ten. Mm-hmm. And then I sat down and was like, okay, here's my number one, here's my number two. And I was like, well, how am I going to really assess this? And I was like, okay, I need to look at some stats. So I looked at some stats, and I was like, I need to write these down. Right. So I opened an Excel sheet, had my top ten you know, top 13 players, wrote down some stats, and I was like, okay, I'm looking at these stats. How do I use these to assess it? And I was like, oh, okay, I need to make a point system. So I made a point system, and I, I was ranking them, and it really didn't turn out, and I was like, maybe I need to add more stats. So I added more stats, and then I added some intangible stuff, like what they done off the court, mm-hmm. were they a leader, yada, yada. I also was like, okay, if I'm doing this, I need to add a couple other players. Um and the list just kept growing and growing, and the factors just kept growing and growing. Yeah. And here we are. Um, I ultimately made the top 45 players in NBA history. Um, this is ebbing and flowing. This is changing. Yeah. I think in the summer when we're dead, uh, as in we don't have anything to talk about, say, uh, yeah. I may do a complete recap, and it may be slightly different. Um, but yeah, so I just, I, I just wish people could see the spreadsheet because it's just insane. The spreadsheet's quite something. Um, I really did create something special with the the point system. Um, so today I'm gonna do forty five to thirty one. Next pod it's gonna be thirty to uh, sixteen, and then the final pod will be the top, top fifteen. 15. Okay. Yeah. Um, this first pod. I, I won't go into too much detail with the actual players mm-hmm. uh, because this is obviously the tail, tailored end of the yeah. of the list, but I would like to explain a little bit, try to, this for listeners, this can make no sense because <laughs> I'm like a mad scientist. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so I looked at both um, numerical stats as well as stuff that, like, I found more to be more important. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons I did this is if you ever applied this, someone else used my test, my point system to make their <laughs> own method. list. Yeah. It would be slightly different than mine because they would hold different players and what they did off the court mm-hmm. or their influence on the game. Because like you said, I also, what the player did influence in the game, also very important. Their list would be slightly different. But it would be around the same as mine because, again, the stats will put all the players in kind of the same groups. Um, Statistically, I looked at games played, how many all-star games they're in, how many times they were elected to an all-NBA team, elected to an all-defensive team, if they were ever a defensive player of the year, if they were ever MVP uh, over their career, their points per game, rebounds per game, and assists per game. I also looked at if they had any championships i looked at their career high and how many um triple doubles they had and then when i had like 
all of the stats of all the players, uh, I would do a point system with the top five. So, for instance, the games played, I have all of the games played for the players. The players who played the top five each got at least one point. So if you were fifth, you got one point. If you were fourth, you got two points, third, three points. Uh, if you played the second most games, you got four points. And then if you were number one or like tied for number one, mm-hmm. you got five points. So for each category, the total would be five points. And I did that for all of the numerical values. And then like for MVP, say, you know, the third most was a couple guys having four MVPs. Each one of those guys would get three points. Yeah. Um, also, if you were dead last, that was minus one point. Okay. Now, I also did a couple other things. So if you had a cultural impact on the NBA, that was one point. If you had, quote, Mamba mentality, that was another point. Um, also, uh, randoms, intangibles, and characteristics. So these were nothing on the box score, nothing on whether they had Mamba mentality or whatever. So, like, for instance, on here, uh, Dirk having an international effect and changing how we look at a stretch big man. Um, LeBron being all-time in points and being the leader he is. For both Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, I have, they changed the, they saved the NBA. For Julius Irving, I have, he was basically the goat of the NBA. Um, I then took all of those and the top five that I felt like were most important each got their respective points. Mm-hmm. So I think Dirk changing how we look at stretch big men was number five. So Dirk got one point. And then applying the same standard as before. Also, if you had an off-court issue, that was minus one. If you were a known leader, that was plus one. And if you had an iconic move, that was plus one. Um, Clyde Drexler had his gliding dunks. Mm-hmm. Hakeem Olajuwon had his dream shakes. LeBron had his chase down blocks. I, AI had his step over. Um, and I did, you only got a point if you're the top five, like of most important of my opinion. Um, however, in this one, you only got one point. So uh, AI, I think was like number two with stepping over uh, Lou Will. I just gave him one point for that. Uh, and then for every stat that player was the leader in, they got one point. So LeBron gets one, one point for being the all-time leader in the playoffs or steals, and one point being the all-time leader in the regular season in points. Steph Curry gets an all, one point for being all-time leader in regular season threes, so I did that for playoffs and uh, yeah. regular season. And then the prerequisites to be on this list. So the first thing is... Uh, there's three main rules, and you have to have two of these rules to be accepted on the list. So out of these three, the first rule is the Vince Carter rule. So you have to be a 10-time All-Star, a 10-time All-NBA, or on a 10-time All-Defensive team. Next is the Bob Pettit rule. So you have to have played a minimum of nine games with three exceptions. Um, Giannis, because, Giannis and Curry because they assume they're going to get to 900. And then Larry Bird played 897. Clearly, Larry is an all-time player. He has to be on this list. And then the final is the Patrick Ewing rule. So you had to have either won a championship or an MVP. So out of those three, you had to have gotten two of those three. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to exclude some players. Notable players that that's, that's excluding is Vince Carter, Reggie Miller, Tracy McGrady, and Yao Ming. A lot of people would hold those guys on their top 45 list. I don't. Their peaks are there. Their peaks are with these guys. However, looking at their career, 
and looking up the stats, they just didn't make it. Yeah. You know? And this, you know, maybe maybe I'll add some stats and these guys will make it on. I don't know. I'm still tweaking mm-hmm. with it. Um, additionally, uh, you couldn't be a role player. So Robert Ory played over a thousand games. He also won a bunch of championships. He's not making it. This extended so far as to not include Chris Bosch on this list, who played over a thousand games, had two championships, and was a ten-time All-Star. I'm sorry, he's one of my favorite players of all time. He's just not making the list. He's not a top 45 player. Um, okay, finally, um, if you're not an MVP or an MVP, that was if you're if you don't have a championship, that's minus one, and if you don't have an MVP, that's minus one. Um, if you don't have any of the defensive stats that's not minus one so if you didn't make any all defensive teams or if you never got defensive player of the year that was a that that didn't dock you um and then finally um i had one more thing uh oh uh to for to acknowledge some of the defensive juggernauts in nba history Mm -hmm. that pretty much only got defensive stats if you got two defensive players of the year that satisfied the requirement to have one mvp um, okay, so now that I've got these super confusing um, rules down, I'm going to say my top um, from 45 to 31. 31. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, at 45 with negative two points <laughs> is Ray Allen. Um, then working backwards is Carmelo Anthony at 44, James Harden at 43, and Patrick Ewing at 42, each with negative one point. In 41st place is Rick Barry, and at 40th place is Clyde Drexler, each having zero points. In 39th place is Ben Wallace. At 38th place is Paul Pierce. 37th place, Alonzo Mourning. 36th place, Steve Nash. And 35th... Oh, no, 36th. Wait, what am I doing? No, no I'm good. You're right. 35th place, Charles Barkley. All of those guys having one point. Having two points is Chris Paul at 31, Dwayne Wade at, no, Chris Paul at 34, Dwayne Wade at 33, Mm -hmm. Carl Malone at 32, and rounding out this section is Isaiah Thomas at 31st. And then Isaiah, Carl, Dwayne Wade, and Paul Pierce each having two points. So how did you determine, like, like tiebreakers? Like, if if all those people have the same... Um, my opinion. Okay. That's that fair. that fair. was my straight yeah. opinion. So so, um, Isaiah Thomas, Carl Malone, Dwayne Wade, and Paul, uh, not Paul Pierce, Chris Paul, mm-hmm. each had one point, yeah. and they're all within that thirty fifth, you know, range. So it's like I just looked at him and said, "Who do I think yeah, is the best player?" So, um, you know, Isaiah Thomas was at one point arguably the third best player in the world third or fourth best player in the world yeah. i mean he went toe-to-toe with magic johnson yeah he he's the only person to go toe-to-toe with magic johnson mm-hmm. larry bird and michael jordan that's so impressive. that's why that's, yeah so yeah. so i put and he he was the leader of the bad boys yeah he one of the most iconic teams in nba history yeah. they made the bulls they created michael jordan they did, yeah. um so like looking at isaiah carl wade and paul Isaiah goes first. Next, Karl Malone went to the NBA Finals twice. You know, D-Wade has more championships. 
Um, but Carl Malone, individually, he was a two-time MVP, and he's third all-time in scoring. Yeah. Um, next is Dwayne Wade for the winning. He's a winner. He's a winner. Uh, for a while, he was the second-best guard in the league. Mm-hmm. And then rounding out, because they all have that two points, they all stay within this category, is Chris Paul. You know, who arguably good, one of the greatest, uh, yeah. you know, point guards of all time. Yeah, so. Yeah, that, I'm just saying about, um, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's hard. That, like, that group of people is hard to kind of. It is. So, working, okay, just to end the pod, working working back from um, 31st to 45th, yes. so starting with 31st, uh, Isaiah Thomas, Carl Malone, Dwayne Wade, Chris Paul, Charles Barkley. That's a wild one. Chris Paul being better than Charles Barkley, but arguable. Um, if arguable if you look at their careers as a whole. Yeah. Okay? Obviously, if you look at their peaks, Charles had a higher peak than Chris Paul. Yeah. But this is looking at longevity. This is looking at your career as a whole as well as your off-court impact. Charles is docked for off-court stuff. Yeah. Charles had a temper. He wasn't a leader. He yeah. Through a chair through a window and that docks him that hurts him yeah um chris paul not so much okay so isaiah thomas Carmelone, Dwayne wade chris paul charles barkley steve nash alonzo morning paul pierce ben wallace that's a big one but mm-hmm. i took in the fact that ben wallace um he uh his stats were better than i thought um where are you um he played over a thousand games. Um, he was a five-time All-Star. He was a six-time All-Defensive Team, and he was a four-time uh, Defensive Player of the Year, which was tied for, tied for first. So that was huge. Yeah. And I gave him a point for the fact that on this list, he's the only undrafted player. Wow, that, that's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so yeah. Ben Wallace, Clyde Drexler, Rick Barry, Patrick Ewing, James Harden, Carmelo Anthony, and Ray Allen. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people will be like, Reggie was better than Ray. I disagree. If you mm-hmm. look at their career as a whole, and their number, if you look at their number, like, at the end of the day, I looked at Reggie's numbers. He didn't make it, and Ray did. Yeah. Like, Ray Allen, Tracy McGrady, Yao Ming, and Vince Carter, looking at their numbers to see if they, they got two out of the three, they didn't, and Ray Allen did. Yeah. Even if you take away the Heat championship, he still does with... Uh, you know, with the Boston Celtics. And I used to have a rule I took away. I took away the rule, but you had to be the man of a franchise for two consecutive years. Mm-hmm. Ray Allen, I mean, all of these players would do that, but like Ray Allen's 45th, he was the face of the Bucks and the face of the Sonics. Yeah. You know? I like I like this list because it puts, it as a good way to compare people of different eras. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like it puts things into perspective. And it also... It, it has a good way of balancing a lot of, like, yeah, people from different eras. So, like, you've, I've got three different Celtics who won, like, six and 11 championships, but yeah. they don't have other stuff to bump them up. Yeah. While you have a guy like AI who didn't win the championships, but he had so much effect off the court, yeah. that gave him a couple points. Yeah, yeah. And for some of these rankings, it's just one or two points, and they can greatly shift. Yeah. Especially towards the bottom. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, with, with how close those scores are, if, if someone won... Or if someone had one more thing going for them, mm-hmm. at one more point, they could 
leapfrog, you know. Yeah, and also five like or six people. Chris Paul or, or you know Steph Curry's on here, Giannis on here, mm-hmm. uh, Russell Westbrook is on here. A bunch of these players playing now. If one of them you know has a renaissance at the end of the career, they could shoot up the list. They but can. uh, that's uh, that list. that's done with me. Next next week we'll go through. Uh, 30 to 16. And then next week we'll also know what the finals is. And then we'll be talking about the finals, yeah. And what the finals will go through your uh, other half of your, or part of your list. Well, might possibly know the Stanley Cup finals as well. Mm-hmm. If uh, Vegas wins tomorrow. Um, and I do believe that we would actually know by the end of the week, regardless. I think the game seven would be like Wednesday. Uh, so, yeah, we have a lot to talk about next week. We had a lot to talk about this week, but. So good. Any yeah. closing remarks with your closing? Uh, uh, yes, I do. Closing um, statements. Yeah, my closing statement, as always, is a uh, a lyric from a song, if I can find it, um, that just randomly I would like to end the pod with. I can't find it. It oh is the best, the best lyric I think we can ever end on. That's true. All right. Um, from his uh, Grammy, I think Grammy winning, award winning song, uh, Six Foot, Seven Foot. By yours anonymous, Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Real G's, Jeeves. <laughs> Real G's move in silence like lasagna. That's all we got. That's all we got. See you all next time.